Welcome to Podman Rush. I am DJ Bean. I am joined this time by Dr. Aaron Gardner. He's an orthopedic surgeon specializing in sports medicine at Newton Wellesley Orthopedic Associates. Very happy to have him on. We're going to talk some injuries. And uh, yeah, we're going to talk some injuries today. Uh, welcome, Dr. Gardner. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. Uh, so I guess we'll start with uh, with Gregory Campbell and how he's fared this season since returning from a broken leg. Something interesting that that he said, Dr. Gardner, in, in September was, as he was coming back from this injury, was that even though the bone was going to be fully healed soon, he still felt that he would be, quote-unquote, feeling the break uh, throughout the course of the season. Uh, what does that mean? Well, uh, when, these, uh, when, when someone has a fracture or, or a broken bone, uh, the bone will, will heal and be strong enough to walk on or to, or to play, often within a, a few weeks or, or months. Uh, but the the bone does continue to heal for up to a year, so it's not surprising that he he does still have some pain or some symptoms um, that slowly improve for for several months after these he's back playing. Interesting. So so as you talk about injuries that aren't fully healed, even once a guy returns, how does Adam McQuaid keep coming back? The Bruins have very good doctors. How does he keep coming back and waiting even cautiously long? to come back from this uh, this lower body injury that, that he's been suffering from all season. And he still keeps suffering these setbacks, and he still keeps coming back out of the lineup on Friday. It's, it seemed as though he was going to return this weekend against the Capitals, but on Friday he suffers another setback, and now it looks like he's out for a little longer. How does he keep coming back and re-aggravating whatever he's got? So, so it's... I don't know that I can comment on the exact specifics of, right. of, of that injury, but, but just in general with, uh, with these high-level athletes and, and these uh, injuries, uh, these guys are, are really uh, you know, pushing hard. They're really motivated. They want to get back as, as soon as possible. Um, and uh, in an ideal world, uh, with an injury, you could rest for, for months. Um, but that that kind of time just doesn't exist during a season. So one of the one of the challenges of sports medicine is is getting these athletes back as as fast as as possible and as safe as possible. But um, with the uh, with the speed of the game and and how strong every every uh, everyone is, so the risk of re-injury is it's a real risk and it does happen sometimes, unfortunately. One guy who was afforded, I guess, a little more of a of a break there was Chris Kelly in December. He he uh, breaks or he fractures his right fibula on a slash from Pascal Dupuis. He misses a, a few weeks, comes back at the end of January, and then he plays for a couple weeks, and then he gets that Olympic break there. His first game back the other night, he looked very good. Is that a good thing or a bad thing after you've come back from an injury like that? to have that break is is it good to get more rest or is it counterintuitive to to stay off the ice when you're building your strength back up i think that uh when you're recovering from an injury it's it's during a season there, there's never enough time so i i think that uh sometimes uh, the calendar uh is, looks looks favorably on you and i think that uh, no athlete recovering from an injury would uh, would say no to a little bit more time all right, um, and one thing I want to ask you about was about just the pads in hockey and even in the NFL. I remember Mark Recchi a couple of years ago, he used to show us his pads and just, he I mean, you could bend them, they were flimsy, they were nothing, and he would always say, there's nothing to these things and I don't get hurt. Uh, pads nowadays are just these big plastic monsters of things. I know in the NHL they, they've added a little more actual padding over the plastic over the last couple of years, but I'm wondering... 
uh, to you, how do you view what these pads actually do? Are, can they be counterintuitive as far as the injuries that they create just because they're so strong? So I, I think that uh, it's, 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 it's tough to know exactly. Uh, I think that the, the pads do, they certainly pre- prevent uh, certain injuries, um, but you, you can uh, theorize that if, if they uh, allow you to hit harder, um, or with more velocity to, to protect you from certain injuries that you create more energy with those big hits and you uh, potentially could be at risk from, from some other injuries like uh, concussions, for instance. Um, you know, the, you know, despite wearing helmets, we still get a lot of uh, concussions. So uh, I think there are, the, the, all the padding does prevent certain injuries, but it, it uh, certainly could uh, allow uh, other injuries to occur. Uh- one thing that was uh, kind of a big deal last year, obviously, and you saw it following the Bruins, uh, was Patrice Bergeron and just all the things that he played through, the separated shoulder, the cracked rib that ended up puncturing his lung, which, which first of all, like, c- could you fathom a player playing with a punctured lung? Uh, that's uh, some, of, some of the things that these guys do, it's, it's, it's truly amazing sometimes. So. <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. But, uh, no, go ahead. I was just, but uh, rib injuries are, are, are very, very painful uh, in general, so uh, I think uh, that they're, we don't have a lot of treatments for them, but, uh, but players are very uncomfortable that do have a rib injury. Well, one funny thing was that when uh, Carlos Beltran, I want to say it was game one of the World Series, he was out of the lineup for the Cardinals because he had a, a bruised rib, and all you have to do is go on Twitter and search... Carlos Beltran, Patrice Bergeron, and it was just a flood of any sports fan saying, how come Beltran isn't playing? Patrice Bergeron played with a cracked rib and this and that. But I talked to Bergeron at the time, and even though he was in a ton of pain when he was playing with that cracked rib, he was saying he would imagine it's much different animals playing baseball and trying to swing a bat with a rib injury. Would you concur with that? Uh, I think uh, you know it's hard to compare exactly one injury to another, but I, I can imagine that uh, swinging a baseball bat, trying to hit a 90-mile-an-hour fastball with a, with a rib injury uh, could be quite difficult. And, uh, you know, if he felt that uh, he wasn't going to be able to, if he, if he lost just a little bit on his swing and wasn't going to be able to catch up with, uh, with a fastball, that, uh, he, you know, the decision might have been made that he wouldn't be helping his team. Um, and, and that's, you know, that's easy to consider that a possibility with a rib injury, with the amount of torque that you have to generate to get the bat around. Are, are you impressed with just how short recovery times are now with just so many injuries? I mean, I think it's something like a torn ACL where it could mean something serious in much longer term than it is now. I mean, you used to look at a calendar year, but now it's getting smaller and smaller. Uh, just how much has that changed over the years? So as, some, of it, uh, some of it changes. The players are, you know, seem every year that People seem to be bigger and faster and stronger. Uh, certain things don't change the, the 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 natural biology of the body of how certain things heal. No matter what we try to do, just doesn't seem to change. So you know, when we watch broken bones heal on an X-ray, it happens at a pretty predictable rate, um, despite you know however good a shape you're in. Um, so certain things uh, do seem to get better in a well-conditioned athlete. Uh, sometimes, though, there's just no substitute for for time. Um, ACLs, for instance, people do try to push the envelope and, and rehab faster and faster, though it, it, it still is months and months and close to, uh, you know, miss not an entire season, but you'll, if you get hurt at the end of a season, you're often struggling to get back at the beginning of the next season. So it, it still is uh, six to nine and even 12 months back from an ACL.
sports fans, when they see these guys returning quicker and quicker, just in today's day and age of, of doping being so prevalent, they, they get suspicious. I'm wondering if you, as someone who actually knows what you're talking about when you see these things, do you ever see a player return from an injury and just think, no way? So, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's tough to know exactly since, you, you know, uh, you don't ever have the entire story. Right. Uh, this is their, you know, their private medical uh, uh, care. Um, so, you, you know, you never know the, all the details, so I'd, I'd be, you know, hesitant to comment on the one particular. All right, that'll do it. Thank you so much, Dr. Gardner, for, for joining me. This was a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. Hope we can do it again. All right, that's Dr. Aaron Gardner, an orthopedic surgeon specializing in sports medicine at Newton Wellesley Orthopedic Associates. I am DJ Bean. This has been Podman Rush. Talk to you guys next time.